0: Mary
1: for Mary for FISA! Yay! The luckiest planets are the ones with seasons. Some planets are so cold they have winter all year. They are like snowballs kept in the freezer. Some are so close to their sun that they have endless summer. Planets like that have no in-between seasons, like spring and fall. They never pop out all of a sudden with flowers everywhere in the space between winter and summer. And the leaves on the trees never turn orange and yellow and red in the space between summer and winter. Wouldn't things be boring if the weather was always the same and things didn't change their colors and moods? Mary Farfisa lives in outer space. And there are no seasons in outer space. Still, Mary Farfisa knows all about winter, spring, summer, and fall. Is it because she's visited hundreds of planets and worlds? Well, that's part of it. But, coming through! Oh, uh, where was I? Oh, yes. How does Mary Farfisa know about the seasons? Heads up! Well, that, children, is Mary Farfisa, riding her space bike around in space, just outside the inflatable space house she lives in. School's on break this week, and she's been a little bored lately. She likes to ride her space bike, but I think she's a little bit antsy for a new adventure. Oops, here she comes again. Well, let me tell you how she knows about the seasons before she comes tearing back through here again. The reason Mary knows the seasons, winter, spring, summer, and fall, is the inflatable forest. Do you know about the inflatable forest? You don't? Well then, you should listen to today's adventure because it's all about the inflatable forest. (laughs) And I think we should start the adventure right away. Mary Farfisa really needs something to do.
2: What song does a star sing when it's all by itself? What sound does a comet make when it's flying around? Did you know that the sun Enjoys playing the drums and Did you know that the moon Has a favorite tune Well, You might think that outer space Is a quiet place But there's a melody astronomy well, I roam through galaxies looking for sounds that interest me There's too many to mention if I just pay attention Songs and sounds music and noise Be as much fun as a box full of toys Songs and sounds, music and noise I'll catch them all with my lasso And bring them to you I'm
0: Mary Farfisa go. I just checked my calendar. Today's the day you promised to blow the inflatable forest up for me. It is? It is!
3: Oh, I forgot all about it. I'm sorry, Mary, but I don't think I'll be able to get to it today. It takes a long time to blow up the inflatable forest, and I'm working on this project for the Listener's Library right now.
0: But I'm bored, Briscoe! and the inflatable forest will have changed seasons by now. When we deflated it last time, it was late summer there. And remember, we calculated how many days it would be until it changed to fall. And we marked that day on my calendar so we'd know when the inflatable forest had had enough time to change seasons. And you promised that you'd blow it up for me on that day. And today's the day.
3: It will still be fall in the inflatable forest tomorrow and the day after that.
0: But I want to go there today. I love the inflatable forest in the fall. I can ride my bike through the falling leaves and they'll be orange and red and gold and the air will be cool and crisp and I'll say hi to the water troll that lives in the well and then I'll find Fall Tall and she'll make me a cup of hot apple cider
3: Tell you what, Mary I'll blow up the inflatable forest as soon as I finish transcribing this symphony of Ludwig von Lederhosen's
0: How long will that be?
3: I'm already on the third movement.
0: Well, how many movements does it have?
3: 57.
0: 57?
3: Yes, 57. But don't worry, I'm really rolling on it. Oh! Oh, you can wait another day or two. Patience is a good thing, you know.
0: I think it's overrated.
3: Hey, Mary, the light from that star outside the window is throwing some glare on my computer screen. Would you mind drawing the curtain?
1: Okay. So Mary went, not very enthusiastically, to the window to pull the curtain shut. But then she looked out into space and saw it. The inflatable forest was outside, floating in outer space, fully blown up and ready to be explored again.
0: Briscoe, you did blow it up.
3: Of course I did.
0: You were just pulling my leg.
3: I was messing with your helmet. Payback for you jumping out at me in your potential Halloween costumes all week.
0: Aw, thanks, Briscoe.
3: You're welcome.
0: I'm going to go check it out.
3: Have you brushed up on the Inflatable Forest Survival Guide
1: lately?
0: I have it practically memorized.
1: All right. Well, have fun then. I will. Mary rode her space bike all the way to the Inflatable Forest which was much, much larger than the inflatable house. And just as she had hoped, the season had changed and fall was in full swing there. The leaves were drifting down from the trees in beautiful shades of red and orange and gold. And a cool autumn breeze was blowing around her as she rode. She liked the way the cool air felt against her face. Now you might ask,
0: How can Mary Farfisa feel the wind against her face when she's always wearing that big round space helmet?
1: But Mary could feel that breeze and she could smell the fresh, crisp air too.
0: Mary's space helmet, fun fact number one.
1: People always notice Mary Farfisa's round white helmet and sometimes they like to... Hey! tap on it. And it seems very solid. And it is very solid. It keeps the solar winds from blowing in her face as she and Briscoe speed through the universe. And it holds air for her to breathe when she's in space or underwater or visiting planets where there isn't any air.
0: But for me, Mary Farfisa, it's like the helmet isn't there at all. I can see and hear and feel things right through it. The only things it keeps
1: out are the things that could harm me. So Mary could feel that cool breeze against her face just fine. Fun fact number one. Mary rode her bike for a while longer. Then she stopped at the rubber duck pond and watched the rubber ducks glide over the water. Mary swam in the rubber duck pond the last time she visited the inflatable forest. But that was when it was summer. The water had been cool and blue. Now it was fall, and the water was dark and very cold. Mary watched the rubber ducks for a few Mickey dots. Then she went further into the forest on foot, leaning her bike against an inflatable tree. She wanted to find Fall Tall and say hello, but she had no idea where Fall Tall might be. So she went to say hi to the water troll who lived at the bottom of a well a little bit further down the path.
0: The water troll makes shoes all day long for all of the creatures that live in the forest. He must get lonely down there.
1: That's why Mary always makes sure she stops to say hi to the water troll. She had read all about the water troll in the Inflatable Forest Survival Manual. Page 214. So she knew that it was okay to talk to the water troll, but she should never accept an invitation to go down the well to visit his shoe factory. Cause if you do that,
0: he won't let you come back up again.
1: The well was round and made of stone and it had a little wooden roof on top. There was a bucket on a rope hanging from just under the roof, and there was a crank that you could use to lower the bucket down into the well. Mary leaned over the well and called down to the water troll. It was dark down there, and she could barely see the water troll's watery face looking back up at her.
0: Hi, water troll.
1: Hello,
4: Mary Vavisa. Would you like a pair of shoes?
0: No, thanks. I've got a gabilly I mean, I've got a whole lot of
1: cowboy boots already. Just then an elf trotted out of the forest and ran up to the well. He said hello to Mary. Then he called down into the well. I'd like a pair of size 10 clown shoes, please. And the water troll at the bottom of the well called back up. Right away, sir. And the elf put a coin in the wooden bucket and turned the crank that would bring the bucket down to the bottom of the well. The elf said to Mary, You know about the water troll, don't you? If he asks you to get in the bucket
0: and go down to see his shoe factory, don't do it. He won't let you come back up.
4: Your order is ready, sir.
0: I know. They warn you about the water troll on page 214 of the Inflatable Forest Survival Guide. What's that? It's a book that tells you everything you shouldn't do in the inflatable forest.
1: The elf turned the crank again and the bucket came back up. There were two size 10 clown shoes in it. Elf size 10, that is. Oh, look at my shoes. Thanks,
4: Water Troll. You're welcome. Would you like to come down and
1: see my shoe factory? No way. See you later. Just then, a goblin scurried out of the forest, and it called down into the well. I'd like a pair of size 14 ballerina slippers, please. And the water troll at the bottom of the well called back up. Right away, sir. And the goblin put a coin in the wooden bucket and turned the crank that would bring the bucket down to the bottom of the well. The goblin said to Mary who thought that ballerina slippers were an odd thing for a goblin to ask for. Mind the water troll, little girl. If he asks you to get in the bucket and go down to see his
4: shoe factory, don't do it. You won't come back up again. Your order is ready, sir.
0: I know about the water troll. I'm just saying hello.
1: He does make great shoes. The goblin turned the crank again, and the bucket came back up. There were two size 14 ballerina slippers in it. Goblin, size 14, that is. These are great. Quite horrible.
4: Thanks, Water Troll. You are welcome. Uh, would you like to come down and see my shoe factory? Heck no. See you next year.
1: Well... Mary thought the whole transaction was quite odd, and she was about to ask the water troll about it. But before she could, a sparkly little fairy flew out of the woods and landed on the side of the well. The fairy called down into the well I'd like a pair of size four or nine Frankenstein boots, please. And the water troll at the bottom of the well called back up Right away, miss. And the fairy put a coin in the wooden bucket and turned the crank that would bring the bucket down to the bottom of the well. The fairy said to Mary, Oh, careful
0: of the water troll. If he asks you to get in the bucket and go down to see his shoe factory, don't do it. That'll be the last we see of you.
4: Your order is ready, miss.
0: I know. I read all about that on page 214 of the Inflatable Forest Survival
1: Guide. Oh, do they still print that? I haven't seen one of those in ages. The fairy turned the crank again and the bucket came back up. There were two size 409 Frankenstein boots in it. Fairy size 409, that is.
4: Oh, look at my shoes. Thank you, Water Troll. You're welcome. Would you like to come down and see my
1: shoe factory? Oh, that'll be the day. Bye, Water Troll. Well, this seemed even stranger to Mary. First, an elf asking for clown shoes, and then a goblin ordering a pair of ballerina slippers. And now a sparkly little fairy making a request for size 409 Frankenstein boots. What was going on? They're getting their costumes together for the Halloween party. The water troll explained.
0: The Halloween party? That's it. Everyone in the inflatable forest is putting their costume together for Halloween. Yes,
4: it's my favorite time of year. I make more shoes than ever. It's much more exciting. Much better than elves asking for elf shoes, and gremlins asking for gremlin shoes, and fairies asking for fairy shoes.
0: When is the Halloween party, Water Troll?
4: It's this evening. Fall Tall is hosting it, like every year. Right in the middle of the woods. Just follow the pumpkin lanterns, you'll find it. Cool. Uh, Mary Farfisa,
0: would you like to
4: come down and see my shoe
0: factory? Um, no. I'm sure it's very nice, but. But I think I should find Fall Tall and see if she needs help setting up for the
1: party. Mary was very wise not to go down into the well to see the shoe factory because the water troll would indeed have kept her down there. But we shouldn't think badly of the water troll. Water trolls have a funny way of hearing things. If someone says to a water troll,
0: What a wonderful shoe factory you have at the bottom of this well. But I really must go home now.
1: What the water troll actually hears
0: is this. What a wonderful shoe factory you have at the bottom of this well. May I stay here forever? And if you say? If I have to spend one more day making shoes at the bottom of this well, I'll go crazy.
1: What the water troll actually hears is?
0: I think I've found my calling. I love making shoes for all the creatures of the inflatable forest. Please don't ever
1: make me go back home. So Mary said goodbye to the water troll and ran off to look for Fall Tall. She had met all of the tall sisters, but before she met them, she had read all about them in the survival guide. That was a good thing because even though all four of the sisters could be very nice, there were some things you had to know in order to get along with them. The tall sisters were very tall indeed Their heads reached up to the top of some of the trees, but, said the survival guide, one was never to use the G word around them. The tall sisters were very touchy about their size, and if one were to be so foolish as to say the word giant in their presence, they might be very sorry they hadn't followed the advice of the survival guide. There were four tall sisters, spring tall, summer tall, fall tall, and winter tall. And each of them sort of watched over the inflatable forest for a quarter of the year. If you used the G word in front of spring tall, her gentle spring breezes might turn into a tornado and blow you right out of the forest. If you set it in front of Summer Tall, she might fry you with a look hotter than the summer sun. Fall Tall might rake you up into a bushel basket and toss you out with the leaves if you set it. And Winter Tall, naturally, had only to give you one of her icy looks to freeze you solid in exchange for your insensitive choice of words. Mary didn't know what the big deal was. What's wrong with being a giant? But she always made sure, very sure, to respect the Tall Sisters' wishes. And not to make them mad. Mary really wanted to find Fall Tall now and ask if she needed help with preparing for the party. So she listened with her audio lasso, spinning it slowly above her head. She listened in all directions, and in just a few Mickey dots, she heard Fall Tall, talking and muttering to herself, and sounding, well, rather upset. So she ran off to find her and ask what was wrong.
0: What's the matter, Fall Tall? Are you having trouble getting things ready for the party? Because I can help!
5: Oh, no. Thank you, Mary Farfisa. The party is all planned and set up, and I have all the food prepared and the tables set, the games are planned and set up, and all the apples are sitting in the sauna right now, turning themselves into cider.
1: But you seem so upset, Faltal. Faltal was very tall, of course, and thin, and she had a round, pale face with wide orange eyes and long hair of red and gold. She wore a long, loosely fitting and very nicely knitted sweater and a long skirt and thick floppy leggings. She was picking distractedly through all sorts of cloth and clothing that she had hung from the trees, a great many of which she was indeed much taller than.
5: I am upset. I'm trying to think of a Halloween costume for the party. And this year, my costume has to be really good. Last year, everyone recognized me. And they did the year before, and the year before that, and I'm so tired of it. No matter
1: how good my costume is, they always know it's me. Now Mary wondered how anyone wouldn't recognize a girl who was as tall as the treetops, no matter how good her costume was. But she kept that to herself. She knew pointing that out would put her in dangerous territory. So she kept that observation to herself.
5: I've been a pirate, a thundersnoot, a witch. It's always the same. They know who I am. Maybe I can help you think of something. No, no, thank you, Mary. I want to figure this out on my own. Uh, Um, okay. Why don't you just go off and explore the forest for a while? I'm in no state for company right now, to be honest. I'm I'm sort of testy when I'm under pressure. Okay. But make sure you stay in the inflatable forest for the party, okay? It's, it's going to be a lot of fun, I, I promise.
0: Sure, I want to come. I'll be there.
1: <sighs> no, that doesn't work. <sighs> Mary felt bad for fall tall. But she knew that if a tall sister wanted to be left alone, you better leave her alone. So she went back into the woods, and it wasn't long before she heard someone calling her name. Mary Fafisa. There were three wizards in the inflatable forest. There's usually at least three wizards in enchanted places. If you have one wizard, he'd be lonely. If you have two, they'd probably fight with each other. If you have three, they become buddies. And if you have four, they'll probably start a band. The person calling Mary's name was a wizard named Old Rock. Mary met Old Rock when she was visiting the inflatable forest in the spring. Old Rock wore a tall pointy hat with stars on it and a long gray woolen coat. Mary, Mary Fafisa. Hi, Old Rock. Old Rock the Wizard knew it was Mary from a long way off because of her big round space helmet. It makes her very recognizable. But sometimes people wonder what Mary looks like underneath her helmet. They wonder what color is her hair and what color her eyes are. A girl from Ula Tabula once wondered not only what color Mary's eyes are, but just how many eyes Mary might have. For an Ulla Tabula, a person might have two eyes or two hundred eyes. I only have two. There are, however, two people in the universe who know exactly what Mary looks like. Her mom and dad.
0: Mary's Space Helmet, fun fact number two.
1: Mary's parents come from Radiophonica. And on Radiophonica, boys and girls wear their helmets until they grow up. Then their helmet melts away into nothing, and everyone can see what they look like.
0: But the parents of the boy or girl can always see their child's face. For them, it's like the helmet isn't there at all. Fun Fact Number Two
1: Now, where were we? Oh yes, Mary had just run into Old Brock, the Wizard.
6: Would you like to play with us? We've just started a game.
0: Sure, I'd love to play with you and and whoever you're playing with
6: Well, of course you don't see the leaf dragon because it's hiding We're playing hide and seek
0: Oh, so we have to find the leaf dragon
6: That's right, I conjured it up yesterday As you know, hide and seek is my favourite game And now that autumn has arrived, I thought a leaf dragon would make a formidable opponent.
0: What does the leaf dragon look like?
6: Like any old dragon, except it's made entirely of leaves. It's very blowy, and crunchy, and scattery. It can blow itself around, it can flatten itself out, and it can scrunch itself up into little piles that look like any other pile of leaves.
0: I can see why the leaf dragon would be hard to find. The whole inflatable forest is covered with leaves. Exactly. How big is the leaf dragon?
6: Pretty big. And it's tricky too. Why? It could be hiding right under the leaves we're standing on. Right. But the good thing is it likes to swish its tail around. All dragons are like that. It can't resist swishing for very long. So... Keep an eye
1: out. I will. So Mary and Old Rock started running and seeking all over the leaf-covered hills of the inflatable forest. Once or twice, Mary did see a leafy tail, made all of red, orange, and yellow leaves, swish out of a pile of real leaves, and dart back in again. She caught glimpses of something darting behind tree trunks or ducking under the spaces between big rocks. It's over there,
6: Mary. No, wait. It's over there. I think it just blew up into the branches of that tree. I think I just stepped on it. No, that's not it.
0: Let's look on the next hill.
1: All the while, leaves were blowing around them and rearranging themselves on the forest floor. If you looked into the cloudy sky above the hills, you could see leaves flying like birds there. The inflatable sky above the treetops was turning smoky gray, and the inflatable sun was sinking down into the horizon.
0: I want to find the leaf dragon. I've never seen one before.
1: This is fun, isn't it, Mary? Yep! Mary really wanted to find the leaf dragon, and Old Rock was really having fun looking for it because, like he said, hide and seek was his favorite game. Mary didn't realize, however, that Old Rock never found any of the dragons he conjured up to play hide and seek with. He made them too clever and simply too hard to find. Old Rock was responsible for the rather large dragon population in the inflatable forest, which was growing every time Old Rock made a new opponent for hide and seek. So Mary and Old Rock had fun looking for the leaf dragon until it got dark out, but they never did find it. the inflatable forest had gotten dark and all the residents of the inflatable forest were heading to the party.
0: Oh my gosh, it's time for the Halloween party to start.
1: Mary quickly called Briscoe on her helmet radio and let him know she'd be home late and that she wasn't being held prisoner at the bottom of a well or anything like that. The forest was lighting up now with colored lanterns that led the way to the party and Mary joined the crowd walking through the woods. She saw fairies dressed up in hopes of looking horribly scary with dark makeup under their eyes and fake vampire teeth and clothes covered with ketchup. She saw goblins dressed up as things that terrified them like ballerinas and butterflies and flowers Was Mary upset that she didn't have a costume of her own to wear to the party? No, not at all.
0: Mary's Space Helmet Fun Fact Number 3
1: Mary's Space Helmet is usually white with a round blue visor in front of her face. But a Radiophonican Space Helmet has a whole library of other things it can look like stored inside it. It can be any color Mary wants it to be. It can turn orange, and instead of a blue visor, it can have the face of a scary Halloween pumpkin on it. And that's exactly what Mary made her helmet look like as she walked to the party. Fun fact Number Three. When Mary got to the party, it was in full swing. All the residents of the inflatable forest were there, dressed up as all sorts of things. There were tables set up under a big tree covered with pumpkin pie bowls of soup and roasted walnuts and hot apple cider. People were eating and laughing and playing games. Mary joined the crowd and she noticed a leaf dragon waiting in line to bob for apples. She went and found old Rock the Wizard right away. Oh,
6: Mary, you forget. This is Halloween. That's just someone dressed
1: up as a leaf dragon. Um, okay, said Mary, but she really wasn't convinced. It was a truly grand affair. But the highlight of the party was the moment when the big tree they were gathered around suddenly shook all its branches and started laughing at them. It was Fall Tall, dressed up as a tree. She had finally come to the Halloween party without a single soul recognizing who she was. Ha! I tricked you all. I tricked you all. So Fall Tall was very, very happy all evening and a wonderful hostess for the party. Everyone had a great time. Derrière
4: chez mon père, vole, vole, mon cœur vole.
7: Outer Space Radio Theater Today's episode, The Inflatable Forest was written and produced by Jim Sheff It starred Kara Allbach as Mary Farfisa Nancy Andrews as the narrator Leslie Baker played the elf, the goblin, and the fairy Jim Sheff appeared as Briscoe. And April Stalder played Fall Tall the Giant. Ja- Very tall person. Christian Whale played the part of Old Rock the Wizard. Special thanks to Anne Slobotchikov for acoustic background music and this lovely performance of Davier Père.
0: Mary Farfisa and today's Mary Farfisa's Outer Space Radio Theater Adventure are copyright 2017 by Jim Sheff, all rights reserved.